thank you and we give you glory today. We appreciate you, Father, for another opportunity for fellowship, not just with our church families, but God, we're thankful for our natural families today. We give you praise, God, because so many of us have been born into the church family that has become our families, and we thank you for that. We are not alone today. And God, because there are two and three and more of us gathered together, touching and agreeing on the same thing, we know that you're here present. And Father, as you are here and we are in your presence, we thank you that our joy is made full. We thank you for the release of your word right now. God, we're here in this place. There are those who are connected by technology, others who will hear this message by virtue of recording all of us trusting that you will move us from faith to faith and from glory to glory. We ask you, God, that you will change us by your word today. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The will and the mind of God prevail right now. You are defeated. God is exalted. And we get the victory. We praise you for these and all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Come on and give the Lord a hand praise. Now come on and make some noise. I need for you all to remember. Fourth Sunday, rowdy folk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can have your seats right quick. Sound team, I have some ringing up here. I don't know if that's because I'm turned up too loud, but if you can work on that without turning me off, thank you, Jesus. Sister Toka, stand up. Lift your hands. Woo! As we were praying. Get them up. You, you got reason to rejoice. As you mark another year when that song was being played about glory after this, I don't know what the after this is for you, but the after this has come. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, God. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Oh, God, we bless you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I really want to make I want to make that clear because some of us are going to walk in it with her. I receive it. Hallelujah. I said I said the after this has come. So that means it's time to walk in the glory. I said I don't know what her after this is. I know what mine is. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to give him glory. Glory. Glory! Oh, hallelujah! Glory! Glory! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise Him. 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 Praise Him! 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 Praise
praise. I owe a praise and I gotta get it on. I owe a praise. I, I owe a praise. I owe a praise and I gotta get it on. I owe a praise. I, I owe a praise. I owe a praise and I gotta get it on. I owe a praise. Praise him. 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 Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sometimes, sometimes we, 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 you know, we try to, we act kind of like, you know, we're, we're uh, spooky spiritual. But Angela, I'm telling you what I see. That, that running that he's doing, that's prophetic. And he's covering his mother. Do you hear me? Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 
Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. She will run. Hallelujah. Run for her life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We declare it in the name of Jesus. Anna Marie Clark will run for her life in Christ. Hallelujah. 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 And when they ask, what's the matter with her? <laughs> Glory. Glory. As we were praising the Lord, hallelujah, the Lord was like, is, you know, how we come to him and we, we want things and we want, you know, all of the houses and the land and all of that. But he reminded me, he said when he told the Israelites that he had a land flowing, filled with milk and honey, that means all what they needed was supplied. All, you know, sometimes we think we hallelujah. want this or we need this, but it's not a need. But the Lord said, Everything that you need, he will supply. And as Glory. we begin to call on the name of Jesus, and we were praising him and worship him, I saw the Lord Jesus stand. Mm. Hallelujah. And I was like, oh, Lord, we heard about when you stand. What did that mean? I, I was trying to recall what we had heard during Faith Fest. And then the Holy Spirit brought back to my remembrance when Stephen was being stoned, that Jesus stood. Hallelujah. The Lord is standing, realizing what you have gone through. Hallelujah. And he is there. He is wanting us to run to him Glory. and to acknowledge, to know that he is there. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not in the material things. He is desiring relationship. He is desiring more of you. He wants you to understand him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is standing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's no need to intercede for you. He is standing. He is there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Recognize that the Lord Jesus is here for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through, he is here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Fear not. Fear not. Commit your life unto his hands. The Lord Jesus is standing. Glory to God. Come on and give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you ministered that word about Isaiah, the Lord said, the harvest has come in. Yes. But you don't just harvest something and let it sit. The youth are going to start leading out in areas that... It's going to amaze us. And one of them is going to be intercession. Mm. The youth, the Lord said the youth are going to cry out for the ones that have been crying out for them. Mm. Mm. It is not, God is no respecter of persons. And he doesn't hear an adult's prayer any quicker than he hears a child's prayer. So God is, God is encouraging us to encourage our harvest that has been harvested. Every one of them have been harvested. It's time for you to go in. When you see things that you know are out of order, you don't have to tell God, just like Pastor Jeanette just said. The Lord said the harvest has come in for a reason. It is not so that we can dance and shout and say that the harvest is in, but now it's time for the harvest to be used. And one, of, I just keep hearing intercession. 
that the Lord is wanting to hear you cry out for your friends, for your parents, for your loved ones. He wants to hear your prayers, and he's going to honor them, and he's going to show you that's how he's going to put a wow in your mouth, is that when you open your mouth to him, he's going to show you the answer to your prayer, and ultimately it'll end up as a wow in your mouth. Amen. Come on and receive that. God, we thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did we pray? <laughs> Amen. God is faithful. Amen. I'll say it again. God is faithful. Amen. While you're there, would you turn off those lights, these lights right here? Well, I didn't, I didn't mean all of them. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. I said, God is faithful. How many of you know these famous folks up here? Can you tell who they are? That was... That, all right. That's the harvest. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't take much to get stuff started around here. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Amen. As I was experiencing this weekend and seeking the Lord about the word that he would have for us today, this is the answer. Focus on the family. You wouldn't look at this picture and say, wow, that's a family, necessarily. But if you look at it again, you might think otherwise. When you go into Hershey Park, while it is certainly they get in your pocket as soon as they can, amen, by taking unsolicited pictures, People arrive in groups, often as families. And so this is a representation of the faith-to-faith family. Amen. And we've got different ages. We've got different genders. We've got all kinds of shading of color. But they're all together. And for the most part, they're all smiling. And they were all in the same place at the same time for the same purpose. And while they may not have all been on the same rides together, they were all at that place called Hershey Park. Amen? So they were a family that had a common experience, but they did it on purpose. They didn't all just show up and say, wow, I didn't know that you were going to be here. Amen? It was planned. And as we focus on the family, God has a plan. Amen? And by the way, I appreciate the picture. I'm still waiting for the candy. Okay. I didn't say any, I didn't say any names, but. <laughs> Amen. Focus on the family. Just want to talk a little bit. We're going to look at these three areas. I believe that while it is the case, it's a nice saying that the family that prays together stays together, but family is made up of individuals. And if every individual is on or in a good place, then it kind of makes it more likely that the family is going to be in a good place. So we want to focus on the one. Point at yourself. You get to be a little selfish right now. You are the one. Come on, say, I am the one. Amen. Most often, we think of families as being established after a man and a woman have come together in marriage. But you might say, I'm not married. Don't stay home that Sunday because you are still affected by marriage, whether you're a single parent, whether you are someone who has several marriages under your belt. Oh, amen. Marriage needs to be focused on. And then focus on the children. You might say, I don't have children. You're still affected. 
So we're going to focus. And after we get through with all of that, we'll be able to focus on the family. Whatever your family makeup is. Here at Face to Face, we have single parent families. We have families that are the result of uh, divorces or separations. We have families that are blended. We have families that comprise in the zip code single persons. Amen. And all of us have needs. All of us have the opportunity to support and be supported. Amen. We're going to focus on the family. But before we do that, we're going to expose the enemy. We declared last week that as the Lord allowed, we were going to be on point with respect to understanding and uncovering the enemy's strategies in this season. Amen? And I want you to be mindful of the word that was shared before Faith Fest. And that word was that if you are expecting the unexpected, then you have to do something that you wouldn't normally do. Remember that? If you were expecting something new, you got to do something new. Amen? I heard somebody minister, if you're expecting to do something that you've never done, then you've got to be willing to go places that you've never gone. Amen. What do I mean by that in terms of exposing the enemy? How many of you were blessed during Faith Fest? Wave at me. Hands up high. It seems like those who are under 18, that their arms don't work beyond this. Amen. After you get to be 21, let's see. Wave at me if you're 21. See? See? She used to have a kink, a broke wing too, (laughs) y'all. Hallelujah. I have just been a mess this weekend. My wife showed me a picture of a dress. I start bawling. I look back there at my girls during service, start crying. And my wife, instead of, you know, oh, they're there, she said, I'm sorry. And then I was like, why are you sorry? And I busted her. She was laughing at me. (laughs) And now you all are doing it too. Hallelujah. May is coming. We're going to see. <laughs> Amen. So show me again. I was blessed during Faith Fest. Then we've got to come to a place where we are equally determined that we're not going to lose one thing that God released to us during that conference. Over the course of literally the Next few hours after the conference, I'm talking 48, 72 hours, two, three days, I got not one, not two, not three, four or five reports of attacks. People didn't say it was an attack, but because of the fact that the Lord has given us an idea as to how to understand the attack of the enemy, when you've got this one being plagued by bats, and that one being plagued by bats, and this one being plagued by bats, all up under the same roof, remember? And so people were coming and they were indicating that they were being challenged by what I believe is the spirit of confusion, number one, and secondarily, the spirit of suicide. Days after Faith Fest, and don't get nervous and start to shift in your seat because, oh my goodness, he's talking about me. I'm talking about us because you may have thought that you were the only one that came to me or came to somebody and it got back to me, but you weren't. If it were just you, I would just talk to you. But when I'm talking to you and to you and to you and to you, we need to expose this. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the exposure isn't me saying, Minister Johnson, come on up and let's deal with this spirit that's, you know, upsetting you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being aware that this is the attack of the enemy. Now, I called him because we haven't talked about any issue. Now, folks are going to be wondering what they need to pray for you about, Minister. (laughs) Amen. Are you understanding me? You and I have to get it. 
that when the devil knows that we have been strengthened, then he understands that he's got to come a different way. Hallelujah. And when he comes a different way, a stronger way, we've got to remember the word that we received last week about Olympic-level Christians. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Are you hearing me? Amen. Anybody ever have the experience, and I'm hoping to get to my notes, anybody ever have the experience when you were just going along minding your own business, thinking that you were on an even keel, and somebody spoke one word to you, and it absolutely devastated your season? Where are you? Anybody been there? Spoke just a word and went on about their business. They may have meant to hurt you, or they may not have even known how that affected you. But you were no good after that. You didn't know how to pray. You didn't know how to sing. You didn't know how to do anything but just be wallowed up in that moment. And it felt like it was going to swallow you whole. And that you would not be able to make your way out of that hole. I'm talking to those folks. Anybody ever have that experience? We need to understand that just as powerful as that is, it just takes one word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? It just takes one word from the Lord to turn that around. And we have lived in that scripture that says from now on, what? Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are lovely and pure and you know the list. So instead of me being so consumed by that thing that took me to that dark place, I choose rather to focus on the word of the Lord. Did you hear me? And you and I need to understand that I cannot remain in a place of confusion if I am living in the word. I cannot remain in a place where I am so depressed that life is no longer worth the living if I am living in the Word. Are you in here? I said, are you in here? Thank you, Jesus. And so as you are praying, we're sitting with our families right now. As you are praying for your families, as you're praying for your household, you need to call out the spirit of confusion. You need to call out, expose, displace the spirit of suicide. We declare that it will not touch any of our homes that it will not touch any of our extended families, and it absolutely will not touch us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, don't even think that it is not the case. You can have titles, pastor, bishop, minister. They still can commit suicide and have. They still can be drug addicted and are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So stop letting the enemy beat you with that. Oh, if I just had it all together like Pastor Frida, I would be all right. Hallelujah. Talk to her sometime. Don't tell all your business, Pastor Frida. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you understanding? The devil makes you think, oh, if, if, if Pastor Jeanette, if I was anointed like her. Hallelujah. People say often, you see what you think is the glory. But you have no idea about the story. And the story isn't over. I said the story is not over. Glory to God. We have been through things in our family that you would be clueless about. Amen. And yet we still had to come in here and minister and counsel and encourage. And we just came home from home wondering how we were going to get out of bed. Hallelujah. My children are looking at me like, <gasps> that's why we don't tell y'all everything. You should see the girls. They were like, <gasps> are you in here? Part of the process of exposing the enemy is calling him to his face what he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you are feeling depressed, when you are feeling like you want to give up, Permanently, 
Know that that is not God. When you can't think straight, know that that is not God. And if it's not God, then you have to stand against it. That's my choice. I hope that's yours as well. Come on and bless the Lord right there. The devil is defeated. I said the devil is defeated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all shake my brother. I want him to hear every word of this. Shake him, shake him. You, you knew who exactly what I was, who I was talking to. Amen. All righty. Let's start. And you will remember this word. Y'all remember this? Work on one. We said to focus on the family, we have to first start with the one. Say again, I am the one. And there's going to be some repenting going on by the time we're finished with slide number 10. Amen. Because I shall not be the only one saying, I'm sorry, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody already talked about this. We heard in Psalm 91, a thousand shall fall. Ten thousand shall fall. Amen. We hear the word. The scripture says that one can, when I pause, I mean for you to fill in the blanks. Amen. One can chase a thousand. Two can do what? Amen. But it all starts with what? Y'all remember? If you're going to make it to a thousand, make it to ten thousand, that's wonderful. All we are tasked with doing is get one. One. Hallelujah. Are you here? Some of us have the mentality that I can't do ten thousand. I can't do a thousand. I can't do ten. So I don't try. But that one that God has that I can impact might be a Billy Graham type one. Are you hearing me? Might be a Joyce Meyer type one. Glory to God. Not trying to get points, but who is greater? The one that led Billy Graham to the Lord or Billy Graham, who has led perhaps hundreds of thousands to the Lord? I would submit to you that you could make the case that had no one led him, those hundreds of thousands might have been in jeopardy. Thank God for the one that worked on him. Why can't you and I be that one? Are you understanding me? Hallelujah. Turn right quick to Daniel 11.32. Daniel 11.32. While you're turning, Olympics, I believe, are ending or have ended. Amen. There were folks who did exploits during the Olympics. Records were broken. Medals were acquired. Amen. Usain Bolt lived up to his reputation. Hallelujah. Didn't he? Didn't he win both the 100 and the 200? Fastest man on the planet. If only folks would learn how to maintain sportsmanship. He didn't need to get into a shouting match with Carl Lewis. <laughs> Hallelujah. Folks are like, I don't know what he's talking about. That's all right. It's over now. Amen. What does Daniel 11.32 say? But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. If you are amongst those who do know their God, I want you to stand. Hallelujah. Look around you. Look around you. Do you see that thing, that red and white thing on the bottom of the screen? Amen. That's what you are. You are a target because you dare to stand openly and say, I know him. 
Amen. And the word says, it used to say, uh, <laughs> on one of these screens, it still says, amen, that the people that do know their God shall be what? Amen. Amen. And if you think about it in a progression, first things first, I have to what? I have to know him. Not know about him, I have to know him. Not have read about him, not have been taught about him, I have to know him. Glory to God. For myself. Amen. The people that do know their God, the resulting reality is they will be strong. Am I right? And there will be demonstration. There will be demonstration. I have begun to see the Lord moving in such a quick way in this season again. We speak things and we see them come to pass quickly. Amen. And I believe it's because of the fact that even though we sometimes have seemed to forget the truth of God's Word, He hasn't forgotten. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Remember the word from last week. You will be hated of all men, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Hallelujah. If you ain't, and I said ain't, if you ain't doing nothing, what do you need the strength for? If the only one who is benefiting from all God's given you is you, I submit that that is not the full plan of God. Glory to God. You can have your seat. So these strategies focus on me. Strategy number one. What does the word say there? What's the first line? Come on, remind your neighbor. Say, neighbor, be saved. Hallelujah. Be saved. Where? Come on, talk to me, y'all. Where? Where is everywhere? Y'all think you're smart now, huh? Where is everywhere is everywhere. Glory to God. That means I'm saved on the football field, on the basketball court, at the amusement park, in my home, on my job, in the grocery store, at the doctor's office. Hallelujah. When? Every day. Every day. What day is every day? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when do you take a break from being saved? Where do you go that being saved does not apply? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Not even on vacation? Are you serious? Number one strategy. If we would commit to being saved everywhere, every day, we would find ourselves in perhaps a better position to do battle. What's strategy number two? Check the fruit frequently. Check the fruit frequently. Look at Galatians chapter 5 so that we can get the context. Galatians chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 22 23 and 24. Galatians chapter 5. Are you there? What does the Bible say? Galatians chapter 5, 22.
Amen. Let's try that again. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now, we understand that the but is there because there were some other things that came before the but, right? Amen. And taken together, they are called what? The works of the flesh. Am I right about it? Amen. So we've got the works of the flesh. We've got the fruit of the Spirit. When we're talking about our strategy for working on ourselves, I submit to you that if I am being someone whose life is characterized by the fruit of the Spirit, it is going to mitigate or diminish, if not eliminate, the works of the flesh. Are we together? So, the fruit of the Spirit is, what's number one? What is it? Love. Love. If we think that there's something to order, if we think that there's something to priority, then the first thing on the list is something that we definitely want to pay attention to, and that is love. Who is love? Do you all remember that from Sunday school? God is love. Amen. And I forget who the singer was that sang what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Love's the only thing that there's just so little of. If God is love, that's not true. Amen? If God is love, then the world has all the love that it can stand. What's the issue? We don't choose to tap into it. Amen. Amen. How many of you know how to be loving? Wave at me. Wave at me. I'm waiting for the people on the second row to wave at me with enthusiasm. Wave at me. We're not in the 10,000-seat auditorium yet, so I can see all of y'all. How many of y'all can be loving? Put your hands down. How many of you are always loving? Always. Always. I see one hand. Amen. That's awesome. Now, there are folks sitting next to you saying like this. <laughs> Amen. Why aren't you always loving? Somebody said it's not easy. Amen. Sounds like an excuse to me. <laughs> it's true it's not easy. Bottom line is it's a what? It's a choice. It's a choice. Come on, tell your neighbor, I choose to love you. Wow, you weren't expecting that one, were you? <laughs> Come on, tell your other neighbor, I choose to love you. Wow, you had to say that to your family? What? <laughs> Amen. We got to make the choice to be loving. Amen. But in so doing, how many of us realize that it's sacrificial to be loving? It is sacrificial to be loving because being loving sometimes means that I have to give up my stuff. Amen. I have to give up my stuff and sometimes I have to give up my rights. Amen. Somebody used to talk about our right to be right. Sometimes because I love my children and I don't want to devastate them. I just decide, I know I'm right, but I love them enough not to beat it into them. I'll let it leak in slowly. Hallelujah. What's next on the list? Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Twenty-four. So this goes back to the works of the flesh. If you are Christ, if you are Christ, then those things that show up in verses 19 to 21, you ought to have that in check. We ought to have that in check. So we've got to check the fruit frequently. Are you hearing me? Anybody remember strategy number three? Quad. Amen. It's going to make its way on a t-shirt. 
merchandise it to Nike or something. Know your armor. What does that mean? To know something. Who said that? Somebody said understand. What does it mean to understand something? Okay, so you just put knowledge back in there. You can't do that because no is in knowledge. But I appreciate you for participating. Competition? Comprehension. What does that mean? Somebody said understand. Now we're getting in circles. <laughs> what does it mean in a nutshell? Somebody said, I get it. I like that. I get it. I have an awareness about how something is done or how something works or how to use it. How many of you know how to throw a football? Oh, I can't raise my hand on that. I didn't say, I didn't say you can throw a football. I said you know how to throw a football. Okay, put your hands down. How many of you frequently throw footballs? Okay, so fewer hands, fewer hands. And so that gets us to the W. There are those who know how, and that's as far as it goes. Amen. I know how to do something, but I don't do it. So the armor, I've got to have an idea, I have to get it, but then I have to apply it so that I can use it. Are you with me? Anybody ever purchase exercise equipment? Wave at me. I'm not the only one in this club. Hallelujah. Hands down. You figure out how to use it? Read the instructions, got it set up, plugged up, whatever. Yeah? <laughs> where is it now? You know where it is? We know where it is? Do you visit it frequently? Amen. My wife and I should be ashamed of ourselves. Had this big old treadmill at one point in our house. It made such a great clothes rack. It was convenient. I mean, we could, we could hang, hangers could hang on the bars. We could throw things across it. It was just like a little wardrobe. Oh, I need to get on the treadmill. Mm -mm, too many clothes to move. I guess I won't work out today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let's talk about the armor right quick. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. Amen. If you're at Galatians, just go one book over and you will be at Ephesians. Amen. Sound room and got afraid to count me down. I don't know what my time is. Oh, you do, huh? Okay. <laughs> what does the Bible say? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the blessed plate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is the word of the Lord and the people said, Amen. So that was a mouthful, but the bottom line is there are some things, some equipment that the Lord has put at our disposal. We've got to understand how they work, we've got to apply them, and we've got to actually use them. How often are we, by the strategy, encouraged to apply this? Every day. Every day. This is a risque question. Let me ask it. How many of you regularly go out of the house without clothes on? 
Ease that hand right on back down. I don't want to have to call nobody. <laughs> we don't do that. We wouldn't think about going out of the house without being clothed. But we regularly go about our day without having our armor on. Think about it. Think about it. And the scripture begins in verse 10. Finally. Am I right? What does that mean? We've said that in light of Philippians as well. From now on. So stop beating yourself up by saying, oh my goodness, I've never known it like that. I've never did it that way. From now on. Consider today the day that you start. Amen. Strategy number one was what? Be saved. Everywhere. Every day. Strategy number two was what? Check the fruit frequently. And number three, K-W-U-D. Know where and use your armor daily. Strategy number four. Be accountable to be sharpened. This is one that I really believe the 21st century church has room to improve. Because we are still people who will let any and everybody except for the leaders that God has put in our lives chasing us. My boss on the job can come out of his face all kind of way. Raise his voice. Well, praise the Lord, I don't have that situation. It's not a good one for those of you who know that I've been delivered. Raising your voice just was not one that you wanted to do to me. Oh, just thinking about it, I'm getting upset by faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But we do. We let folks in the world just, just slice and dice us. Go upside one side of us and down the other. But then in the church, if somebody who is authorized gives you some feedback, you know, sister, you, you kind of, you didn't really say that in a way that really demonstrated grace. Or that assignment could have been done better. Or brother, you, you weren't on time. We were, we were looking for you and you weren't here. We just flip out. They're supposed to be saved. I don't know who they think they are. They ain't paying me to do this. You ought to be glad I showed up. Hallelujah. Don't ask me, ask me to do nothing then. It's quiet in here. I must be touching your line. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I talk to my children because some of them, they, they're, they're like me. They don't like it when they feel like people are raising their voice to them. I was like, you know what? You may never see this person ever again in life. If you've got to endure them yelling to get what you need to get, let them yell. Amen. But get what you need. Are you hearing me? Amen. But we put up with that in, in certain situations, but we refuse to do it in the things of God. Hallelujah. So I need you to get in your neighbor's face and, and risk them falling out with you. They family anyway, so you're used to falling out with family. Amen. Wait till Thanksgiving. You'll fall back in over that turkey. Amen. Look at them. Look at them and say, grow up, please. Come on, look at your other neighbor and tell them, grow up, please. Hallelujah. Woo! Early in our marriage, that was, I told y'all, that was, that was a button that my wife and I knew that we, if we push that button, you could forget about it. If she told me I was being immature or I told her she was being immature, it was on. You avoided that I-M-M-A-T-U-R-E unless you wanted to start something. <laughs> Amen. But how many of you know when you're acting immature? Wave at me. You know when you're acting immature. Isn't that something? When we're being a, a booger, we know it. You can feel yourself sometimes going there, can't you? I'm just being rotten. I'm just being ugly. How many of you know when you're being ugly? Amen. And in the midst of your ugliness, you decide, well, I done started. I may as well keep it going. I'm going to have to repent after this anyway, so let me just get it all out. Hallelujah. Lord, one of mine, she got her hands up suspended. Run on up to the altar. Be delivered, girl. 
Hallelujah. You know that's a mess when your siblings are like, that's right, just own it, own it. We've known it for years. <laughs> Hallelujah. Proverbs 27, 17 is really the scripture that talks about iron sharpening iron. Am I right about it? We, we talk a lot about that, but then we don't want to endure it. We talk about us being in this together. And so, therefore, we need to allow each other to sharpen each other. But the challenge is you can't sharpen me in an area that you've not been sharpened yourself. I'll say that again. You cannot sharpen me in an area that you've not been sharpened yourself. What am I saying? It's difficult for me to receive from you when you aren't doing the thing that you're trying to encourage me to do. Am I right about it? Amen. And so we've got to watch that. Make sure that your life is an example that others can follow in the area that you're trying for them to be led by. All of us would need sharpening in some area. All of us do. Amen. But if I am one who is always yapping about losing weight and being healthy, and every time you see me, I've got a Twinkie in my mouth, I'm not, I don't understand. I re- are, you, are you with me or are you, <laughs> I'm trying to see what the amen is about. <laughs> You've been there too? <laughs> are y'all understanding what I'm saying? I don't, I don't give folks advice about weight loss yet. 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 I'm going to get there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My timekeeper is trying to help me out. Amen. I thought I'm going to get there. I told my wife I will not be a fat, bald father of the bride. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Iron sharpeneth iron. Hallelujah. I can talk about it because I'm going to get rid of it. Praise him. (laughs) Actually, I think I look pretty good. Oh, oh, look at, look at the pity praise. Look at the pity praise. <laughs> Amen. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. A man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. I really want you to think about that verse. Amen. So far, it's all about you. So far, it's all about you. You be saved everywhere, every day. You check the fruit frequently. You know, you wear, you use your armor daily. Amen? Amen. And you be willing to be sharpened. You be accountable. You. If it doesn't start with you, nothing else is really going to work. Amen. Let me wrap this up. For the one. We keep talking about just one. Bishop McKissie talked about just one. Just one. Just one. Amen. I see Sister Tindleton brought one. Like I said, we got some on the, on the Skype, I hope, still. Amen. Brother Muhammad didn't come with his mom, but he's here, so she gets credit. <laughs> Amen. But think about it. Think about it. How many of us really have gotten a burden for just one. Hallelujah. Told my wife at the start of this summer, I knew my one. Remember, we had said that we were supposed to really seek the Lord about our Timothy and about our Paul and about our Barnabas. Remember? How many of you did that? Wow. How many of you don't even remember what I'm talking about? Wow. God, give us a burden for one to pray for daily, one to act towards weekly, send you an email, give you a call, something, just one. Number six, be available to that one. It's a shame before God. I have had the experience where I said, Lord, I really, really, really want you to do a work in my connection and my relationship with that one. 
And I prayed that. And then the phone rang. And it's that one. And I'm like, oh, oh, I don't want to talk to him right now. I'm doing something right now. It's too late. It's too early. I'm eating. How dare I? I'm praying for an opening. The Lord gives the opening and then I'm not available. That's ridiculous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, be available. Amen. And then number seven. Assess your performance on strategies one through six weekly. Because what gets measured is what gets done. My wife and I, transparently, we've been talking about money. Talking about our budget. We laid up there talking yesterday morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oops. Um, We were talking uh, at one point in the house. (laughs) Praise Him. And bottom line was, and, and oh my goodness, when she says that her family, they, they shoot from the hip, I'm not spared. I was like, honey, you know, you spend, I spend. And she was like, well, if there ain't no budget, I'm going to spend. It's <laughs> like, you give us the budget, and we, we know how to stick to it. I was like, okay, you speak the truth. Amen. And the bottom line is, if there's nothing that we have that is written down, we'd be like, ooh, my wife and I know this about ourselves. We, we, we treat ourselves. We treat others. Amen. And then we're like, okay, we forgot momentarily that college ain't free. <laughs> free for them, right? We were like, they're, they're going debt free. Amen. But the debt has been displaced, praise the Lord. On to us. Amen. That really is a, 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 a awesome. You think about how, in Carissa's case, for example, being, being through her bachelor's degree by next May with no debt. Amen. No debt. That's amazing. We don't have that testimony. Think about how that impacts your early years in your professional life. Amen. And if she remains disciplined, hallelujah, because folks will try to get you in debt. Amen. Same with Kyla. Third year now going into school. No debt. Amen. Amen. Does God love us any more than anybody else? No, nope, but we made a decision. As hard as it is, talk to my wife sometimes. We, we pay our tithes time. Ask, ask finance. We pay ours. We pay our tithes. We give offerings. Ask the finance team. You're welcome to. Amen. Are you hearing me? But we measure, if you will, our faithfulness to God and his faithfulness to us. But we also got to have a budget. Otherwise, we know we'll spend everything. Amen. I got a witness. So, look at strategies one through six, six, every week. See how you're doing. What's strategy number one? Amen. Be saved everywhere, every day. Strategy number two. Check your fruit. Amen. What's your scripture reference for your fruit? Galatians 5, 22 to 24. Hallelujah. Strategy number three. K-W-U-D. Amen. What's your scripture reference for your armor? Amen. What's strategy number four? Be accountable to be sharpened. What's your reference? Proverbs 27, 17. Amen. Now we move from you to the one that you're trying to work on. What's strategy number five? Pray daily, act weekly. Pray daily, act weekly. Strategy number six. B 
be available. You got the lesson? You got the strategy? If we're doing all of that ourselves, think about that's going, how that's going to impact everything else as we focus on the family. We're standing. want to remind you again, if you are on the praise team, don't run off after service. Need to see Sister Kim uh, for a quick time of rehearsal. But for right now, I want to challenge you. That word about work on one was first ministered here last March, March of 2011. March of 2011 was 17 months ago, a year and a half ago. And I would posit, posit that there are many who never seriously worked on the strategy. And it really is.